Hello, and welcome to Currently Streaming Podcast. I'm Jeremy, your host. I enjoy that song bringing us in, and if you remember, it's called Dimensional Drift by the Heatley Brothers. You can find out more about them in the show's notes. Going forward, I'll try to nutshell this housekeeping segment as much as possible to get into the content. So unless there is a big issue, listen to the previous updates for more information about the structure and or the schedule of the podcast. But just to recap the schedule though, these update episodes are bi-weekly and the film talks that I have planned will be once a month. So there will be one dark week during the month. Any additional episodes that will be uploaded will be uploaded to the Patreon account that will be mentioned more at the end of the episode. Also remember that the show's notes will be on my website, jeremybaguki.com slash currently hyphen streaming hyphen podcast. Don't worry, I'll put a link in the show's notes on here. Because I can't source all the citations I mention in the show, as Anchor only gives me 4,000 characters to use, and when I add links, uh, it eats up the characters quickly, so that's why I use an exterior show notes. But I'll mention my site again at the end of the show. Also, how do you like our new logos? Our new designs were made by Alan Perez of graspvisual.com. If you enjoy the design and need work done, be sure to hit them up. I'll put a link to their site in the show's notes as well. Once more, please remember that these updates pertain to United States apps only, unless I state otherwise. I cannot check all sorts of countries' apps and get information as it would take way too long to cover everybody. However, if there is a big following from a country outside of the US, I am willing to include more information that pertains to your location. But with that being said, let's start the show. Here is the incoming news I have for you this update. March 31st saw the release of the HBO Max original, Julia. This film encompasses the life of chef Julia Childs and reflects on her life and career. If you're a fan of this chef, or cooking in general, this show might be palatable for your tastes. If you're in the mood for some vampire slaying, the Blade trilogy arrived on Netflix April 1st. I personally still have to watch the third one, but I enjoyed the first and was disappointed by the second one. Even though Guillermo del Toro directed it, del Toro has mentioned that he used Blade 2 as a conceptual pilot for his vampire show, The Strain, and I feel like when I watch the second Blade movie, it's just better to watch The Strain. Anyway, if you're in the mood for a slashing good time, check out this pre-MCU superhero film. Dropping on April 7th, is the Discovery Plus original, Serving the Hamptons. We haven't covered much Discovery Plus content on this show, but hopefully that turns around in the future. Don't forget, the new season of the animated show, Close Enough, will be airing on HBO Max. If you're unfamiliar with the show, it's by the creator of the regular show, and deals with a couple coping with life problems as they leave their 20s and enter into their 30s. Season 3 dropped April 7th. According to the Twitter account Netflix UK and Ireland, the Catherine Tate of the American version of The Office fame as we would know her stateside documentary-style comedy, Hard Sell, will be releasing April 12th. I'm not sure if this will also be coming to the States, but since I found some news from other countries, I wanted to include it in there for our overseas listeners. Just a reminder that Matt Reeves' The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson, should be out this weekend. Some sources say that it will be out the 19th, 
but I haven't heard a full confirmation. Guess we'll just have to see when this new Batman movie comes to streaming. On April 20th is the new season of Russian Doll. And I won't say any more because we don't talk about Russia. Another HBO Max original, The Flight Attendant, starring former Big Bang Theory star Kaylee Cuoco, is set to premiere season two on April 21st. Just wanted to let fans know about this new season that will be landing. On April 22nd, the romantic drama Along for the Ride premieres. This is based on the best series novel by Sarah Dessen and stars Emma Passarow and Andy McDowell. Coming April 28th is the Netflix-exclusive anime movie Bubble by director Tetsuro Araki. Sorry if I mispronounced that. <laughs> if you're familiar with his work, check out his new film. More from Netflix, their long-running series Gracie and Frankie will be getting part two of its seventh season. Check out the conclusion of the show April 29th. Coming from Universal Pictures is the remake of the classic Stephen King film that was based on the book, Firestarter. If you're a fan of King's works, now's the time to check this out or watch the others and see how they compare to this new one. This reboot will be coming to theaters and streaming exclusively on Peacock May 13th. Ironically enough, and this wasn't planned, Stranger Things Season 4 will release on May 27th. I say ironically enough because Stranger Things uses the original Firestarter logo, so it's interesting to see it follow it within the news. But either way, I'm looking forward to this, and I may have to binge the show again just to remember what happened. The long-running Amazon Prime Video superhero series, The Boys, will see its third season on June 3rd. This season will feature Jensen Ackles, of Supernatural fame, joining the lineup. If you're a fan of this series, check it out. It's on my list for sure. The Disney Plus original, Ms. Marvel, will be bounding onto the streaming service June 8th. Disney recently released a trailer for the show, and it's been gaining a lot of popularity. Check it out, and we'll have a link to it in the show's notes. June will also see the return of another beloved superhero Netflix TV show, The Umbrella Academy. This series released a new season last year in July, so it hasn't even been a full year that fans had to wait. Look for it on the 22nd of June. Coming this July is the long-awaited fourth season of the isekai anime Overlord. This is probably one of my favorite anime of all time. The premise is similar to most isekai anime. One lone male player waits in his clan base until the stroke of midnight when the game will be shut off. But instead of the game being shut off, he is plunged into a new world with all of his old stats and NPCs. This story, however, is about an overlord. The protagonist is a villain instead of a hero, and seeks to conquer the new world that he now resides in. It's a great anime, and the series will be getting a movie here soon too. So check it out if you're into anime. It's really great, and I can't say that enough. Get ready to be infected with a new show to watch as Netflix's live-action adaption of the famous video game franchise, Resident Evil, will be premiering on July 14th. Word has it that this show will not follow the game storyline. Will it be just as good? Only time will tell. She-Hulk will be muscling her way onto Disney Plus later this year. This show, based on the comic book property, will see Tatiana Maslany. 
I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not too sure. As She-Hulk and Mark Ruffalo and Tim Roth will be coming back as the Hulk and Abomination respectively. This show will be dropping later this year. Also, in 2022, Netflix will be releasing their original video game-based anime, Tekken Bloodlines. This will be interesting to see, and hopefully it will be just as good as some of those old Street Fighter anime movies. Disney Plus also has several projects coming this year that do not have a release date yet, so I wanted to mention them real quick. Sometime this year is a National Geographic documentary called Limitless that will star Thor himself, Chris Hemsworth. This wellness film will be about combating aging and living longer. Look for this doc sometime in 2022. Also this year, a series featuring Big Hero 6's Baymax will be coming. If you haven't checked out the film, it sees the fluffy robot help his creator's brother save the day and take back his invention. Check this out if you like comic book-inspired animated films. Lastly, Disney Plus will be releasing a series based on the 1988 film Willow. This series will also feature Willow himself, Warwick Davis, who we mentioned about Leprechaun a couple episodes back. This series will take place decades after the original film. If you haven't checked out this classic yet, now you can before the series drops. In non-release date news, I spoke with AJ and he was telling me that he'd like to hear more about Apple TV news. So here's a story that I found. Apparently, Apple TV will be getting sports broadcasting on their platform. And more specifically, baseball. If you live in a blackout state like I do, meaning you can't watch certain teams without a cable or satellite provider, Apple TV Plus will be circumventing that for streaming. I'm not sure when this will start as I couldn't find an exact date, but Apple TV Plus is now the home for streaming baseball. An update to this is that Peacock will also be getting some games as well but not all the games, and NBC Universal didn't respond to the New York Times where I read this, so we'll just have to wait and see what the details are about that. Next, I wanted to state that the Warner Discovery merger is being finalized. This may cause several things to happen as the services merge together. At the time of recording, it is unknown which direction they will go with the streaming services. HBO Max and Discovery Plus may merge together and charge a higher price for all their content, or they may set up a system similar to Disney, with Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN being bundled together. Only time will tell what will happen, but Warner's library is about to become a lot more wild. Amazon's acquisition of the legendary studio MGM, aka Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, has been complete. The $13.7 billion buyout will now be adding thousands of movies, over 10,000 TV episodes, and accredited entries including 180 Academy Awards and 100 Emmy Awards. This merger will see properties such as Silence of the Lambs, James Bond, Raging Bull, Thelma and Louise, and my personal favorite movie franchise, the Rocky franchise all become part of Amazon's library. It's weird to see such a thing happen that now the online retailer owns the Roaring Lions movie company, but times change and I personally still like Amazon, though I know some people care less about it these days. Amazon Prime Video should be expanding soon. Next, let's move on and find out what I have been watching. 
Jumping back to Evangelion, I have been watching the film Evangelion 1.11, You Are Not Alone. From what I can understand, this is another retelling of the series, but I guess starting with the next film, things will start to pivot and create a brand new story. So we'll see how that is when I get used to it. So far, it's been hard to get through the same story for a third time, but at least the animation is good, and from what I can tell, most, if not all, the original Japanese voice cast is back, so that's a plus two. I recently found out that the Blade Runner Black Lotus show is on HBO Max, so I checked that out as I wanted to include something as a palate cleanser since I've been watching a lot of animation lately, at least by myself, but that's also animation. <laughs> I can't get away from cartoons. But if you don't know, this series takes place between the first film and 2049. This is one of those anime that is a joint venture between Crunchyroll and Adult Swim. It's like the newly released Shenmue series. I feel like the series is a lot more like Altered Carbon than it is Blade Runner, especially since it's from the perspective of a replicant, but I'm definitely enjoying the show. What's also interesting is Shinichiro Watanabe, the creator of some very famous anime such as Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo, and Space Dandy produced this collaboration anime, so it's definitely worth checking out just on that note alone. But if you haven't checked the show out, I recommend it. Next, I really took a palate cleanser and decided to watch something live action to get away from all that animation. So I decided to finish Peacemaker. I had watched the first three episodes when the series came out when I was sick, and I think I mentioned that in an earlier episode, so you tell me. Go back and listen to those episodes. But I decided to pick up on the fourth episode and watch through the series, and really enjoyed it. I kept telling my wife that I feel like this is, and I think I said last time that I mentioned it, that this is definitely DC's best show, but I feel like this is DC's Deadpool. I dare to say that it's better than Deadpool. By all means, correct me, tweet me. But anyway, here's another tip if you're a fan of The Peacemaker Show and maybe also finish the series, or even if you haven't and you're really enjoying the soundtrack and want to get that feeling that you got while watching the show, now you can. James Gunn, director and writer of Peacemaker, as well as the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy films and Brightburn, compiled a soundtrack of the show on Spotify. Just type in Peacemaker Soundtrack and then you can rock. Lastly, I continued my Evangelion binge with Evangelion 2.22, You Cannot Advance. This film adds new content to the Evangelion franchise and even includes a new pilot and mech. It will be interesting to see everything that they add to the entry to make it different from the others. But I'll have to finish it to see. My wife and I started watching the 1976 mockumentary horror film, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. It's interesting to watch this today, as the United States at the time was going through a rebuild after World War II, and it's interesting to compare the stage during that time with our modern times and the attitudes people had then versus now. Also what's interesting is the whole premise, how after everyone was getting everything back together, a serial killer was striking and causing unrest when people were supposed to be getting back to their rest. From what I understand, this is based off true events of a serial killer that was never caught. So it's crazy, and I feel for those people who just wanted normalcy back into their lives after a long time without it. 
We were both very surprised with this film. This film has been on my list for a while now when I finally watched it, and my wife was incredibly surprised by it. She enjoyed it, even though she didn't think she would initially. But if you are a fan of slasher films, check this film out. We also were continuing our coverage of Joe Para Talks With You by rounding out almost all the episodes of season one. We started this series by watching episodes out of order, and like my first episode I've seen of Squidbillies, it was the last episode of the season, but for Squidbillies, it was the last season. <laughs> so it was the very last episode of the last season. So I definitely have some questions. After watching this show, it stuck with us, and I found it through the HBO Max since they have Adult Swim content. I wanted to mention that you could probably liken the show almost to Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood in that Para, as his old man character, talks with the various people of his community in the same way that the old war veteran did. I honestly think that the show thrives because of other wholesome shows that are popular like Bob Ross's TV show, The Joy of Painting. But if you want something mellow and rather different than what you see on TV, check the show out. My wife had one of her picks and she used it on the stop motion and I guess I can say this? Claymation animated film, The Adventures of Mark Twain. She said she used to watch this movie as a child and after showing her a clip that circulates around the internet as the most terrifying scene in children's animation or something along those lines, she wanted to watch the movie. The film sees the titular author Mark Twain going on a trip to meet Halley's Comet. Accompanying him are the children that he wrote into his books, Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn, and Becky Thatcher. If you want to check this film out, it's available on Amazon Prime. My wife and I were also watching a bit of Ren and Stimpy on Paramount+. Plus. She had never watched the series before, and I told her about how parents like my mom during the 90s didn't like the show for how disgusting it could be, especially those close-ups. So we decided to watch one of those gross episodes, and she enjoyed it, so we might watch more. We're also watching another thing on Paramount+, Plus, but this time, it's one of the platform's exclusives. Console Wars is a documentary chronicling the bout between the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo during the 1990s. This movie is based on a book of the same name and is produced by Seth Rogen. Rogen even wrote a foreword in the book after reading it because he enjoyed the book so much. Check out this movie if you enjoy video games or remember the great video game wars of the 1990s. For this episode's soapbox, it's going to be relatively short this time, but I wanted to talk about why I mentioned what I'm watching, as well as what my wife and I watch, and how that all works. Like all couples, you need to find a way to coexist and establish fairness in everything you do. So when it comes to picking what we're watching, my wife and I have a rotation where we pick either a movie or a season of a show. And it could be anything, unless it's October, where we pick Halloween-themed and horror movies, or December, where we pick Christmas-slash-holiday or winter programs. This is typically for when we are eating a meal together, but sometimes it could be just to chill out and spend some time together. Depending on what I mentioned was part of our rotation between updates of items I wanted to highlight for you, the listener. What are the ways you and your significant other figure out who picks what to watch? How does it work for you? Let us know in the comments or leave us a message on our anchor page. Moving on, now it's time for shoutouts and recommendations that we got from last week if you left a message on our anchor page. 
But if you don't hear anything, that's because no one did. So maybe you should. We look forward to messages and shoutouts from you guys, so don't be shy. Send us something. But anyway, let's move on to my recommendations. For the suggestions this time around, I decided to pick the documentary Aliens of the Deep. I've seen this documentary several times before, and I think I initially found it for the first time by checking it out at the library on DVD. This film focuses on movie director James Cameron, who is joined by marine biologists and NASA scientists. In the film, the group explores hydrothermal vents in the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. The team found various life forms that live in complete darkness and survive only using chemosynthesis. I don't know why, but I've always had a thing for marine biology, and I enjoy seeing documentaries exploring the ocean floor. This film is available to watch for free on Disney+, Plus. if this sounds interesting to you. And if so, check it out. And for the series that I wanted to recommend this time around, I decided to pick an animated series that I'm sure you've never heard of. Jackie Chan's Fantasia. No, this is not Jackie Chan Adventures. According to their website, this Chinese animated show was made after Jackie Chan Adventures. However, there is hardly any information about this show online. And there's good reason for that that I will get into here shortly. The show has no Wikipedia or IMDb page, so it was very difficult to find accurate information. The official website says the show came out in 2014, but Peacock and Tubi TV, some of the few places where you can watch this, says it came out in 2018 instead. But to get to what I said before, this TV show is a Chinese animated show about Jackie Chan using armor or something to fight an evil Dr. Bad Guy named Orbar. It tries to be an anime too, or at least takes inspiration from anime, but it doesn't matter because the show is quite bad. It actually does everything badly. Voice acting, script, pacing, everything. There are even parts during the show where it snaps to showing live-action Jackie Chan. Not like it's a separate segment like Jackie Chan Adventures, oh no. This is like right in the middle of a fight for no reason it turns into regular Jackie Chan then goes back to animation for some reason. So why am I recommending this? Simply because it's so bad that it's truly something to behold. I never knew this show existed and I'm just shocked that it does. And I know there are people out there who re who like really bad movies and shows, so this might be just up your alley. Regardless, though, it's a spectacle to behold, so check out the first episode of the show at least to see why you've never heard of this show. This cartoon is available for free with ads on Peacock and Tubi TV, as well as available for purchase, though I don't know why you would want to buy it, on Amazon Prime unless you get a week-long free trial to Con TV through Amazon Prime. I think the show is also available for purchase through Apple TV Plus as well. Moving on, let's get into plugs. Don't forget, as I mentioned before, you can leave a message on my Anchor page. That's anchor.fm slash currently hyphen streaming. A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash currently hyphen streaming. Send a suggestion of something to watch 
or a shout-out, and I might even air it during the show. Also, if you aren't comfortable with sending a message and would rather request by email, you can email me at currentlystreamingpodcast, one word, no spaces, or anywhere spelling, at gmail.com. Also, check out some of my other writings besides this podcast. I have a horror-inspired blog, yellowraincoatofhorror.wordpress.com. I made this blog after taking a horror class in my last semester of college. I wanted to highlight and catalog the trope of the use of the yellow raincoat in various films in the horror genre. But check out my articles. They are also on my personal website, which leads me to mention my personal site, jeremybaguki.com. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-O-G-U-C-K-I.com. Again, check out my site if you like some of my writing. I'm a writer and working on a novel as well as doing this on the side. I write the outlines for all these episodes, so if you like my style and like fiction or poetry, check out some of my other works on there as well. This podcast is also listed on my personal site as well, along with the show's notes for each episode. So if you'd like to see citations or check out more information on what I've talked about, my personal site will have all that for you. Follow the show on Twitter. That's at CurrentlyStream. If you search or use the hashtags currently streaming, currently stream, or happy streaming, you can find us also that way too. If you'd like to help support this podcast, you can do so on my Patreon, patreon.com slash currently streaming podcast. Again, one word, no spaces or any weird spelling. Having various streaming services isn't cheap, as well as hosting and bandwidth as well as paying for anything else that I may need to bring what's good for you to watch. The Patreon is up and running, and while I'm doing this in my free time, I would love to do it full-time, if it proved to be worth it economically for me. I could even bring more content more frequently, but check out our Patreon if you'd like, and help us fund our first goal. Use the link to the Patreon if you'd like to check it out. For right now, searching for it doesn't work, so you can access it by typing it all in the URL or by clicking one of my direct links. I gotta talk to Patreon about that. Also, our Redbubble store is also up. If you like any of our logos and would like to have them on things for some reason, we'll post a link in the show's notes where you can buy some of our stuff. I am totally our biggest customer right now of my products, but if you're also interested, check out what we're selling. Once again, thank you for listening to this new episode of Currently Streaming Podcast. I hope I helped you find some things to watch this week, and the next update will be released at the end of the month on April 25th. And until then, happy streaming. <laughs>